Welcome to Scareberia, episode 13. I am, uh, uh, no, no, no I was going to say I am your automated voice, but nope, didn't come out right. Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah. Please use checkout live. My brain has been checked out already. <laughs> so hi guys, welcome to Scareberia. It is episode 13. 13. I feel like that's a special one. And I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> you guys, she's doing the running. I did it running, crazy. like to like, the, was it the Million Dollar Man? Yeah. Which is the wrong. Anyhow, I'll turn this to a YouTube channel. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, welcome to episode thirteen. I'm not gonna lie, this is our second attempt. Yep. Because we got slammed. I did it. Well, if you guys saw, when you guys by the time you hear this, but. I did a live recording Instagram to talk about why we're we're behind because we got slammed with an ice storm last week. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. So Beth and I try to do via Skype and just all we heard was like like slamming against the yeah. ice, slamming against the window. So it was not good, and it wasn't meant to be. I think. No, it just wasn't. Yeah. Wasn't so so we're gonna try it again, and if it doesn't work this time, uh, we'll just skip it. We'll look <laughs> like an apartment building. Uh, yeah, let's, let's uh, like an apartment building and skip episode 13. It's yes, 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 yes. So, yes, episode 13, we are on. We are coming up in numbers. I like this. Double digits. Woo. So, yeah. So, I'm excited because it is almost spring. Sure. Wishful thinking. <laughs> sure. Like, we have spring anymore. Uh, exactly. Exactly. We don't have, that's right. We don't have spring. Seasons don't exist. It goes from winter to, to summer. summer. Yeah. It's so true. If you blink, you missed it. So yeah, I'm excited. The weather's getting nicer. It is getting later. It is, which it, is really nice. The sun is staying a bit longer. It's not running away like most people from me are. <laughs> it's not fleeting. So I'm excited about that. But I'm exhausted personally because we just had our family weekend, our family day weekend, and I think it's President's Day. It was President's Day. Friends. Is it today? I think it was Monday for them. So yeah. So Same it was thing. Yeah. yeah. So. Our American friends, happy President's Day. Our Canadian friends, happy Family Day weekend. Yeah. Family Day. So, yeah. So, we are, yeah, we're present. <laughs> Physically, I'm present. Mentally, like I said, I've checked out. We're somewhere else. I am somewhere else, but I'm here. We're doing this. Let's get this ball rolling. Right. So, this uh, week's episode is pretty interesting. Because yeah. <laughs> Beth is has a... I'm kind of having a continuation from my Will Know days. I like your, your will no days. I will no days, you know, back then. Back then when you were a will no <laughs> I wish. That place is awesome. But I, uh, so, yeah. But, oh, sorry, no, I was just saying, so you have your will no. I have my continuation of will no. It's actually part of Niagara, which, if anyone knows me, is one of my favorite places on earth. I'm in love with Niagara. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of a continuation of the trio of Ontario vampires. Ooh. Et menage à Ooh. Ooh. I thought I was waiting for some vampire joke to be on the end of the twilight. No, <laughs> no, I said twilight last time we talked about yeah. twilight. Oh. My podcast, my podcast. Yeah, because I have my own podcast. Apparently, <laughs> my uh, story. I'll be talking about the customs house, which is actually not too far from Niagara, and kind of like on the same way to uh, you know Niagara Falls, and it's in Hamilton. And I have a personal experience. With the Customs House. I'm sorry. Every time I hear Hamilton, all that comes in my head is Alexander Hamilton. I'm sorry. So I apologize in advance. Ooh, by the way, it's coming out. I'm so excited. We are I so... down for tickets. Uh, I know. I know. We That's are... Yeah. 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 I love it. My husband actually sent me a Lafayette-themed Valentine's for, <gasps> for Valentine's Day. So, 
my husband is not a fan of musical theater, right. even though he's a music guy. He is yeah. the like he just like his music knowledge is amazing, especially yeah, like insane. yeah. So and he's very musical, very you know like plays instruments, but he's not a big musical person. He's never been. He will go. He will tolerate them. Gotcha. Because I drag him to them. <laughs> he did like the Book of Mormon. He did love that. It's come on. It's yeah, the Book of Mormon. A, my husband actually took me to that musical right after we got engaged. That yeah. was my. So Chris surprised me for Valentine's Day to take me to go to the last ship with Sting. Oh. But I was stuck at school because it was interview time. So oh, I had parent-teacher no. interviews. So I had to miss it. That sucks. So he took it. Took his mom to go see it. Oh <laughs> well, at least, at least the tickets got used. Uh, the tickets got used, and he's a huge Stink fan. So oh, he was. Funny. I was pretty bummed. I'll go. I'll go with you to Hamilton. Thank you. I will go handstand <gasps> Hamilton so anytime. So anyhow, digress. So yes. So I'll be covering the cousin's house in Hamilton. So I'm really excited about this because, like I said, personal experience. If you listen to our Scottish Rite episode, one of the guests we had on did briefly talk about her personal experience at the mm-hmm. cousin's house. So. Yeah, I'm excited. So let Thank Beth uh, right. go with the vampire toile. <laughs> I don't know why I feel like I have to do that. <laughs> the more. It's, it's from Sesame Street, the one. Uh, 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 uh. So, <laughs> that you might remember when we talked about Will Know, I said there's three vampire legends in Ontario. There's one in Will Know, which is the most famous. There is one around the Ottawa jail. And then there is one in Niagara. Now, it's a bit... Of a debate if this one in Niagara, 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 Niagara is a ghost or a vampire or some hybrid of the two. It's straight up a ghost. I'm just going to, I'm not going to drag it out and pull it all out, but I'll tell you a bit about it. So apparently this, of course, because it's Niagara Falls, the Niagara area, goes back to the war of 1812. A wife, a young married woman, was at home with her newborn baby while her husband was off fighting in the war of 1812. Unfortunately, at this time, there was a wave of TB that came through the area, and she lost her child. Obviously, she was quite distraught, and she didn't have any family with her. It was just her by herself, and she became really, well, as you would be, devastated at the loss of a child. Mm -hmm. And to compound that loss, in an effort to curb the TB outbreak, they decided to cremate the bodies, which wasn't what she, if you believe in some legend, would have preferred for her child. So after several long months, she actually contracted TB herself and started to pass away. Her husband made it home on leave just in time to be with her as she passed. So when she passed, it said the husband wrapped her body in a white sheet and brought her on horseback to a bridge over Black Creek. And you can actually, not Black Creek, Pioneer Village, very far away. (laughs) People look at it. Can you imagine that? People are like, where's a vampire? (laughs) They're like, no, guys. There's no vampires here at uh, Black Creek, Pioneer Village. There's like one goth kid who likes to come visit, (laughs) but like. (laughs) The one emo kid? (laughs) The one emo kid? Just the hair flip. Exactly. Like, I just see this kid, this girl, you know, the hood. Yes. Yep. What's going on? This place sucks. (laughs) So educational here. So learning. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. But I actually put a post on our Facebook page. You can actually see the bridge where this woman is supposedly buried near. There's actually a really pretty restaurant in that area now, too. Oh. So I don't know the name of it. It's not. You can check it on Facebook. But um, took her and buried her in one of the most, what he thought was one of the most beautiful spots on the Riverside Highway. It's not far from the Nagar River. It's really close. But... Legend says that, you know, he buried his wife and mourned, went back to the War of 1812 because he was away on leave. But apparently people started seeing her wandering around at night. 
So, of course, her husband freaks out, thinking he buried her alive, comes running back to look for her. In one legend, it says that she found him when he came back to look for her, or he found her, your choice, and angered that she felt abandoned, that she couldn't find her child, and that he had abandoned them to be grieve alone and whatnot. She promptly chopped off his head and mutilated his body. Yeah. Yeah, just so random. Yeah, so that's one. Um, but but she's a ghost. How does she have? That's she. That's where the vampire legend comes in, right? Because legends are, and because it was TB, people reported seeing her with blood from the consumption, uh-huh. trickling down her mouth, very pale and gaunt because she hadn't been eating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She looked dead. Yeah, and with the blood trickling, people thought, you know, oh, blood must be a vampire. Especially if you believe the one where she decapitated her husband. That's yeah. Pretty- yeah. A sickly ghost, you don't, wouldn't think had that much hispa, but... Yeah, well, just think again, like, that'll take a lot of energy for a spirit right. to... To do. To manifest, like, to hold that, like, to hold something yeah. like that. Now, the other more prevalent theory is that she, she's just wandering around because she can't find her child nor her husband who died shortly after in the War of 1812. So, that's the other kind of calmer but more plausible yeah. theory. But she's most often reported to be seen between 12 a.m. and 3 a.m., otherwise known as the haunting hours. Or the witching hours. The witching hours. Which or, means, sorry, the vampire hour. <laughs> I need a vampire sound effect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you sound like somebody's bracing me. <laughs> I'm the emo kid. We've established this. What's going on, guys? <laughs> hey, who's a vampire? You guys want to go check it out? <laughs> So, you know what the sad part is? This is actually what I sound like with my bike ride. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, sorry. No, but so you can see where it kind of got that line between ghost story and vampirism, depending on which legend you heard. Ghost story, emo. Go, that's a lot of emo vamps. The Niagara story. Yeah, emo vamp. Okay, I'm gonna come up. with We'll, that. we'll think of something good. But so you can see how it kind of people assume it was a vampire if they were seeing a lady with blood and then hearing the legend about ripping but how, her like, husband's head off. But okay, but it's funny that you said that you know this wandering spirit searching for her loved one. Now it's funny that you said that because I have a friend of mine who lives down south that talked about this. We were we were chit chatting. He's like, there always seems to be that story, and I told you this like yeah. of a grieving widow always yeah. in search for. Her loved one, her child. The woman in white phenomenon is yes. just, it's crazy. Everyone has a, it's either a widow looking for her husband or child or a teenage girl who's. Or a child that's yeah, looking for, for their parent. But they're always in white. It's always a female between the ages of like mm-hmm. 16 and like 30. And yeah. Which is funny because your story kind of coincides with my story, but there's a, the color is different. Yours is a white lady. Mine is the dark lady. Interesting. Ooh, a little yin and yang. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like it. So the other part that I found, I loved about this. So I found the story from a book called Niagara's Most Haunted Legends and Myths, written by writer, radio man, and actor, Dr. Peter Sacco, S-A-C-C-O. And he's hilarious. So he read this. He was like, oh, you heard about this legend. He wrote about it. He's like, let's go see it. So he goes out one night and, like, walks around from 12 to 3 to see if he can find anything. Not a thing. Apparently, a bunch of his friends found out he was doing it. So, like, a whole group of them got together and went to go check it out. And they did a whole bunch of stuff that, like, to piss off the ghost or to entice the ghost just to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, calling out to it, bringing a baby doll, doing stuff like that. But sadly, no go. 
but if you guys do get a chance to read his his book, it's he gets into it in a lot more detail, and he's really tongue-in-cheek about it, which is great. But I had never heard about this before, <clears throat> before no. I started looking into this. So if you guys have any stories about us, let us know. We'll know I'd, I'd known about it for years, but this, never heard of it. I've never heard of the yeah. vampire, uh, the, the Hamilton, or sorry, the Niagara, Niagara vampire. Yeah. Otherwise, it might because <clears throat> even the Niagara, like, White Bride or whatever, they also refer to it as Vampire Bride, I've never heard of. But that whole Niagara River was filled with War of 1812. Sorry, I'm just like a vampire bride. I told you this. Mean Girls. Lindsay Lohan's character (laughs) just as a, you know, vampire bride. She's got that face and the bad makeup. That's what I think about every time I think of vampire bride now. Oh, my gosh. It is. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can find one to post on her Instagram. Okay. Well. But, yeah. So, it just. It was just interesting because I'd never heard of one of the three legends. And I find it interesting that there's three legends. Three, yeah. Now, has anybody else had experiences or have, like, witnessed anything? Not that I know of. He says people told him about it in his his article. It's been a while since I've read the article in the book, so I'd have to go back and look. But apparently it's just, like, general lore if you live in that area. Huh. Road trip. Yeah. I'm always down for an Niagara road trip. Uh-huh. We love it there. But there's something about Niagara. I'm telling you, it is one mystical place. Well, like you said, like the water, the limestone, yeah. the war, it's all the stuff. tragedies happened around there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like this perfect mecca of like, yeah. and it's like it's recipe. It's a lot. So. Okay, well, that's, <laughs> so that's it. I found a, a, the a picture of Lindsay yeah. Lohan. So put, actually, that's kind of how they describe it. Well, her too. She's wearing a wedding Except dress. Except the veil. Hers was more of a white nightgown, but you know those old time yeah. gowns, they look fancy. Oh, wow. So there you go. So that uh, if you guys have any experiences, let us know because I'm really intrigued by this one. So yes. It's it's really more of a ghost than a vampire, but we'll just let that one slide. Let it slide, yo. <laughs> I so think sweet. we should uh, really go check that out. Yeah, I'm down. Totally Because I would love to see it because like, if it, like all these stories, like, you know, when we did... And we went to the Angel Inn mm-hmm. and the story of Captain Swayze, who died, right? And apparently that lady, the ghost that is resides in the hotel as well, in the yeah. bar, in the, in the inn. And, uh, we heard the story when we did that one tour about the, the body that was found in the river mm-hmm. that they thought was one, but it was actually a different one. And See? It's a lot, man. Not to mention, yeah. So, Niagara hotbed of a, yeah, we could do a whole... A paranormal. Uh, you could, oh, cool. Yeah. If you're a paranormal group out in Niagara region, give us a shout. Yes. We'd love to talk to you. Yes, yes, yes. Please do. Yes, yes, yes. Please do. We would love that. Love that. Okay. Well, thank you, Beth. Yeah, short and sweet this week, but... No, I like it. So am I. It's Vampire Bride. I like it. You know me and my vampires. Now I'm just picturing this badass vampire, like, don't mess with my body! And just, like, start just killing people. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's much better than the Twilight rather, Vampire. Rather than this, like, this damsel distress. Yeah. Oh, no. She... she I like it. I'm that sorry. That she off his head and was like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay I'm going to go off on a tangent in a few minutes, so I'll stop about the whole, like, vampire feeding thing, but... Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Many... Um, I could do a whole episode. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, but yours isn't too too far, only an hour or so away. Yeah. So, mine is in Hamilton, as we know, like, Hamilton is a great hotbed of yeah. paranormal. Like, there's so many... 
haunted locations there. There's so many different things around. It, it's it's crazy. So I'm going to be talking about the Customs House. Now, mine's a little bit a little bit longer because the Customs House have such a, has such a long history. It's such a big history. I just skipped the history because I assumed everyone knew at this point because yeah. I talk about Niagara so often. I know. So the Customs House is... So I'm just going to briefly talk about what the Customs House was. So the Customs House was originally built in 1858. It was handled, um, so it was basically created, it was built for the Port of Hamilton, so based in the Great Western Railway Line. So it, I guess it goes through Toronto, and it came through, you know, uh, Kingston and all these areas. So the team, there was, because like the majority of it was made of limestone. And if limestone. you guys see this building, it's absolutely gorgeous. The Hampton Spectator called it was being built an ornament to the city and a credit to the, the commerce of Canada. So after two years of the construction being completed, the Customs Department moved into this finely crafted two-story Renaissance Revival structure. It's so beautiful. if you have never seen this building, I'm going to be posting it on Facebook. It is a beautiful building. So the reason why I'm going to give the history and such a detailed history of this building, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's important, to, it's important to know because the stories of the hauntings kind of go with what happened over the years. So, the work of the Customs House was closely tied to the port and the railroad trade. The building opened with staff of 70 men. They had both, you know, blue-collar workers, white-collar workers with rubbing shoulders with the rough and tumble, sailors, longshoremen, and teamsters. After the Customs House Department moved out of the building in 1887, it turned into a rooming house for a series of middle-class tenants that used the building to reach out to the working class families in, who lived in the north end of Hamilton. It turned into a public school for a few years, though the tenants wasn't even, can't really find, I couldn't find any dates exactly when it was a schoolhouse, yeah. but it was a schoolhouse. Many of north end families needed their children to work at home for wages, so most children at the time had to finish school and usually quit yeah. school by the time they're 18. And in 1893, it turned into a YMCA, and then the North End branch, so the, there was classes. Quite a few different things there. Oh, this is just the tip of it. So the classes included cooking, sewing, and general housekeeping. <laughs> it's so it's time of 1893. That, make, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, how will you ever get a husband if you don't know how to keep house? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the building was often empty during the early 1900s. Associated Charities of Hamilton took over in 1800, sorry, 1908. To house victims of serious economic depression. In 1911, the British Welcome League also applied and used it for temporary shelter for recent immigrants. By the agent, uh, but the problem was that the structures started to fall into disrepair because so many hands, not Um, one place stayed long enough to keep the upkeep, right? So unfortunately, it started to age and it started to like fall apart. And the federal government decided to get rid of it. So because that thing was under the federal government, they decided to get rid of it because it's just, you know, costing too much money. In 1912, the Customs House stood empty and derelict. The roof, it had a, a leaking roof, broken windows, gas, and water pipes were torn out. I was told a couple of years ago when I first got to do a, what do you call it? Um, like an investigation? Not an investigation. Well, we did it. It was a tour and kind of like a public ghost walk. They, when you walk into this place, there's like a beautiful kind of like entranceway. And then you have this large room. And that's where they hold, like they used to hold like weddings and receptions. I think they oh, still do. Nice. And they said that's where the tree was standing. The tree was standing or erected there. 
when basically, but then unfortunately about, I'm not too sure for the same year or a year later, uh, fire destroyed the three-story vinegar factory next door to it. And owners decided to buy out. They bought the customs yeah. house. So right beside it was a uh, factory. Again, if you think about a Hamilton, if you look along exactly where this is, a lot of factories are still there. Because again, with the railway and with the water, because you know the port, easy transport. It was easy transport. So it was a vinegar factory there oh, that was right beside it. That there. must have smelled horrible. Was so horrible. The smell, like boiling vinegar, is strong enough. But and then you have the burnt and the vinegar. Oh. Oh, can't imagine the best smell. So the owners decided to buy the Cousins House and to carry on their production for a few years until their new building was structured. Okay. Now, in 1915, the Woodhouse. Invigorating Company and the American Computer Company, I love that, rented out the space. Again. That's very... No clue what that was. Exactly. (laughs) But I love it. The Woodhouse, it goes, Invigorator Company and the American Computing Company rented out the space. It's a very go-get-em kind of... I know. 1915. I'm like, oh, very progressive. Yeah. Then in... Well, I laughed about that one. And then this <laughs> is like the an best. But this, like I said, like the stories, like the history of this place is just, yeah, it's, it's insane. Then in 1917, the Ontario Yarn Company moved in. Yes. The year that changed its name to the Empire Wool Stock Company. Men and women worked there turning out wool and yarn for many city knitting mills. Then in 1920, a fire broke on the second floor of the building, destroyed the roof and the attic. And they rebuilding, and the third floor was added inside to the original wall. So they actually restructured from inside. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that was a thing. And then I thought this is so funny. So in 1950, the Empire Stock Company closed, along with most and the rest of Hamilton's textile industry. I guess it's like the way of the dodo bird. A lot of these companies, the factories closed up. Well, even just now, I just turned on the radio. Come over here, Payless Shoes is on its way. Yeah. Well, Payless Shoes. I'm pretty sure all the shoes are made in China, anyhow. That's true. But just like because Amazon and yeah, exactly, and all the they can't compete. Are shut down, yeah. They can't compete. In oh, 1956, the Rio family opened up the Naples. This is the best, I think, and I think like I this would have been my jam. Like this is amazing. So in 1956, the Rio family opened a Naples Macaroni Company. Mm, not pasta, just macaroni. macaroni. <laughs> Very specific. So. Uh huh. The workers in this factory, mostly women from Italian immigrant communities living in the neighborhood. The company also packaged olives in the basement. This is my favorite. It's like the best of all worlds. And then rented the first floor to a donut manufacturing. What? Yeah. So you have macaroni, olives, and donuts. Hi. I, I love olives. See, I see, I, yeah, I know. I love olives. I'll be sitting there like making my pasta with olives and then having my donuts for dessert. See, I would just do pasta and donuts, skip the olives. Nope, I love olives. I'm, I'm one of those weirdos. It's so good though. I know. That's why I eat your olives. That's, That's true, but this is why we belong. Yeah. We help each other out. Yeah. Um, in 1979, the health department closed the factory. Do you oh. wonder why? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things going on, right? Pretty sure those health regulations are probably a little bit <laughs> all lenient in the 1950s. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just thinking of like like sprinkles falling down to the olives, olives flying up into the <laughs> And there's some like no nut cleaning up behind everybody. Sorry, yeah. No cleaning like yeah. there's like a little rat running around. Because you need your olives. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, they closed the factory down in 1979. Almost That's 10 years. Run, well, exactly. Well a good run. Almost 20 years. Ten years later, in 1988, a martial arts school opened 
uh, the provincial government. And then, oh, so this is an interesting thing. So in 1988, the government, uh, sorry, the Marshall Arts Academy opened at the time. The provincial government stepped in at this point and poured in for over, I think they said over $400,000 into renovation wow. and restoring the building. That's pretty awesome. And I'm so glad you did because yeah. they basically restored as much as they could to the former glory. Thank goodness, because we have a history of not treating our historical buildings with respect it deserves up here. Yeah, well, in Toronto specifically. Yes. I other parts. Point fingers, but yeah, Toronto's yes, Toronto is a worse for that. that. I get really upset. Yeah. But. We do not value old historical buildings. No. And so finally, the 1980, sorry, 1995, the Ontario Works Art and Heritage Center bought the building, which is now the Cousins House, which is Cousins House. So they turned it into this beautiful Ontario Work Art Heritage Center. Now, I'm I'm just wondering if anyone ever goes in for the tour and they're all like talking about the Cousins House and history stuff. And they're like, yes, but tell me about the donut factory. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Our medium walks in. It's like, I I smell donuts. Oh, and is that macaroni? <laughs> That's what that would be me. <laughs> that would be your clairsentient. That would be like you like you could Beth can go into yeah. the things of past and just know what hold on to a bowl. There was okay. there was an egg salad sandwich, an egg salad in this bowl. Can you laugh? My husband will actually come home and I'm like, did you have pepperoni pizza with green peppers without me? And he's like, how do you know? This? That is weird. It's like the girl from American Horror Story. It's like the lamest superpower. Oh my ever. gosh, the gluten one? Yeah. Lamest superpower. That no, doesn't always work, but so sorry. <laughs> oh no, I, I like that. But uh, now I'm just picturing this medium walking in, the food medium. Yeah. Was this roundhouse kick? What is that? What is that? Roundhouse kick. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's there was a tragedy with a burnt bunt cake here. <laughs> Please continue that. It's so good. No, I think it's... We could go on. That's just... Oh, my God. That'd be the best. Oh, sorry. That'll be a YouTube skit one day now. Well, but but the thing is, like, you think, but unfortunately, they they no longer host and hold ghost walks and paranormal events. I wonder why. Because they want to think... They want to be not associated with that. I think they want to be taken as a serious... A serious operations, which, like, it's art, whatever. But they they did have a, like, you know, Haunted Hamilton and those guys, ghost walks, did... Do a great service. They were very respectful. That's true. Very knowledgeable yeah. about this place. And like I said, it just, it, it's sad. I think you're right. A lot of the provincial kind of government-owned places try to kind of poo-poo the whole. Well, <laughs> them. Because they can make so much money. I know. It's crazy. As we know, we talked to, we've had various paranormal groups on our yeah. podcast. People pay good money to that. It's true. It's like, very true. I, I no, personally like. I think it's. I think it's really. It's a shame. Yeah. Come on, government of Canada. You're, you're hip. Get hipper. Ontario, Canada, man. Government, get your shit together. Make some extra <laughs> cash. This is a great way. You guys are talking right? about not enough money. Let's do this. People will have disposable income for paying to haunted places. Oh, I am one of them. And yeah, I can even dress up as a ghost if you're afraid. Like people won't come up and just like want with a butt cake tray. Butt cake tray. <laughs> Bird, 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 cake. Sorry. Oh, dream job, dream job. Uh, okay. Sorry. Continue. So after no. it was a, mo- the government took it over and put in. I had to take a breather because that was just because it's such a long history. Yeah, it's it has pretty so intense. much history into this building, like, yeah. and how many hands it turned over, like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So the reason why I'm giving you guys such a long detailed history, because again, think about when I first opened up, 
and it was a place for a port. So this is when yeah. I'm going to start now talking about the hauntings at this place. Yes. So I'm going to kind of go back, jump and forth to the connection of, you know, what the house was okay. and, the, and the connection to the hauntings. Nice. So I'm going to start with the very first story that actually started almost like right away. Really? Yeah. Ooh. So this is an interesting one. So like you said about your lady in white. Yeah. Uh, mine is called The Legend of the Dark Lady. Oh. Now, this is interesting. So it's rumored, again, different stories, rumors, right? right. It's all rumors, all this stuff. It's all rumors, you know. It's like it's the Fleetwood Mac song. It's just going I was just going to say that. Get out of my head. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Beth, seriously. I was just going to say the rumors one. <laughs> So it was rumored that a woman arrived. So there's two different stories here. Ooh, I like it. So the one that seems to be most common is about this woman that arrived on one of the immigrant ships and died in the port. Subsequently, oh, that's horrible. Yeah, to get all that way and then ha- well, exactly. And okay, we don't know her name. Oh, we don't know what she died of. Of course. So there's no history of that yeah. one. Like there's no like papers or there's no i can't find any there's no tracking of it no because i guess a certain time of the year or sorry this certain the year they'd probably have a lot of documents yeah. on people and again because there's a predominantly a lot of immigrants coming in so yeah. who knows you could, yeah you could do it. it would just take a really, really well they would have papers yeah they would have they would have they, it would they have, would have papers it docu- sure. exactly so i don't know about sure. this just take a while to find it so another story about the dark lady is said that she came from England as a young girl. Mm-hmm. Her parents sent her to Canada after she was raped by a prominent and influential man. <gasps> On the trip over, she fell in love with a ship captain, and the two had a brief affair. But when the ship entered the harbor and the lights of a Hamilton became visible, the captain remembered he was married <laughs> and strangled the girl so he wouldn't be faced any problems back home. I just forgot I was married. Totally didn't remember that. <laughs> But just his lights. Oh shit! That's right. right. It's like oh shit! I forgot the stove on. Right? That's oh it's so. And you know what? That's totally plausible. That can be a hundred and ten so, plausible. I don't know which story, but re- regardless, it's yeah. it's it's sad either way. Like yeah. a young girl, like if she was yeah. a young girl, died. It's it's horrible either way. I think it's tragic. Yeah. So now they said apparently what the captain did is that he supposedly dumped her body in the vault that's basically the vault in the basement which is what i'll be talking about see okay see this is that i find a little iffy about that one not to be crude but you have all that murky water around you and you're gonna put the the body body in the vault as opposed to overboard where you could say i don't know man i don't know maybe we don't know maybe he killed her at a different spot this makes me sound like i'm really sick mind i've been thinking about this i'm sorry i haven't i've been watching a lot of crime procedural dramas i love we know we love our true crimes. We get a hard on for true crimes. Oh, I watch Criminal Minds last, last. Oh my gosh! If anyone else watches Criminal Minds, DM I me. don't watch. It. I haven't get into it. There is a love twist in that plot that I was just like, what? I'm, I, I'm watching. I'm watching the Ted Bundy files right now. Oh, so. see, that's too. That's too real for me, man. Okay, so Anyhow, back so, to this. So I just want to point out that both stories. The first story about the young girl dying on the ship. Apparently, she was buried on the grounds of the building. Okay. The second story about her being raped. And, oh, sorry, it was mm-hmm. raped and then sent over and was killed by the captain. Her body was disposed in the basement vault area. Okay. I wonder, mm. So, just keep that in mind. Yeah. So, again, the claims of the body... Uh, oh, so, too, this is the interesting thing, too. Not only was 
this story about a young girl right. who's killed, but also there's stories about bodies of homeless people being buried in the abandoned tunnel leading to the adjacent railroad tracks. Really? Yeah. Being like purposely buried there or uh, they passed away there? Maybe they passed away to find shelter. Yeah. Maybe, again, remember we talked about when I did the Don Jail? Yeah. When we had a lot of immigrants who yeah. didn't have any papers, they would kill them and they bury them. Bury them, yeah. Maybe the same thing. Same thing. So again, there's not a lot of history, but I can see that happening yeah. because it was a very transient area, yeah, very transient be. time. So it's easy for people to, quote unquote, go missing. To bury, yeah. Yeah. So, again, I'm going to repeat this because these stories of the dark lady basically happen right away. Really? Yeah. So one of the stories actually goes back to Alexander Wingfield, who worked at the Customs House in 1873. Wow. So that's pretty, you know, like he worked there in 1873. So, like I said, these, these stories go back to the 1800s, yeah. right? He worked there as a landing waiter, and apparently he had he talked about having a few encounters with the lady in dark. He called her the lady dark, sorry, the dark lady. He was he had so many encounters, in fact, that he actually got inspired to write a poem entitled "The Dark Lady." Really? Yeah. So, if you guys, I can read you a quick poem of it. And just on a side note, for those of you who are like being curious, what a landing waiter was? It was basically the dude who just stood yeah. on the dock Doctor, and yeah. made sure everything that was yeah. supposed to come off. Came off and went to the right yeah, spots. Exactly. He's literally a waiter. A waiter. Exactly. So, I mean, so, yes, the poem. Please. The poem. So, like, this is written by Alexander Wingfield back. He wrote this, I think he yeah, said he worked in the Cubs House in the late 1800s, but wrote this poem back about 1873. The poem is called Dark Lady. The ghosts long ago used to dress in pure white. Now they've gotten different track. For the, the Hampton ghosts seem to take it a delight to stroll around the city in black. Pat Duffy, who saw her in Corktown last night, has been here today telling his friend that she stood seven feet and nine inches in height and wore a large Grecian band. A peeler who saw her turned blue with a fright, and in, in terror he clung to the post. His hair, once carrot red, has turned white. Since a moment he locked on the ghost, her breath seemed as hot as a furnace, Besides, it smelt strongly as sulfur and gin. Two horns, a yard long, stuck straight out of her head, and her hoofs made a great clatter in a din. Her air was majestic and terrible grand as she passed muffled up in a veil. Still a bit of this poem here. It's quite a long one. A bottle of ruin she held in each hand as she uttered the low prevailing wail. I have mixed in the world of spirits and men. Once more with spirits, I'll go. She stopped, took a sniff of the ruin, and then she popped into the cellar below. He could hear her again, crying out from the den. Sorry, her den. Tonight you'll see me no more. But I'll meet you on Saturday evening at 10 by the fountain that stands in the gore. And that's basically, it's a short, basically one. And apparently it's a longer version of it. So I probably just totally botched that one. But that's. That sounds a, more like a demon than a ghost. Like the horns. So the exactly. Boats. Right. Yeah. So this is it. So now I'm going to talk about her hauntings itself. So I read this article from this gentleman who went and he himself performed and he took her took in a seance, which I did back in the day. And he said that during the seance. He had a 
frightened experience. So it's not just myself. So I'm going to briefly talk about this yeah. gentleman. He said when he did a seance back in 2013, 13, 13, 13, when he did a seance back in 2013, because that's what they did back in the day. So oh, yeah, that was- yeah, they put a ghost tour. You got to do this little ghost walk. And then at the end of the night, they would do a, a small seance yeah. with a group of people. And I'm assuming it was quite different than the one we did with James? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's different because they actually use a Ouija board to communicate with this one. Okay. And apparently he said the things were happening that Daniel was talking about how this this ghost spirit had a tendency to be a little bit more malevolent. Okay. And it, like in terms of people's experiences and feelings there. They said that, uh, I'm going to briefly read what he said here. So this has come from the Hamilton News. He said the board started spelling out Dark Lady when the spirit was asked its name. Eventually it stopped answering questions, and did something even more unusual, he says. It was something I have never seen in a 14 years of dealing with a Ouija board communication. It said goodbye without being prompted, he says. So that Daniel's talking about this. Mm-hmm. So this is Daniel's account to talk about his experience at Custom's house. Well, if they kept asking them the same question over and over, I'd probably... But apparently it just, it just stopped. Like, it just totally it's stopped. Like but it even got weirder later that night, says Daniel. A teenage girl who was 16 or 17 years old was physically ill. Another girl about the same age also felt ill. He said that as if the dark lady who was about their age, as but when she was killed, briefly possessed the two girls. That's creepy. And this is Daniel. So we met Daniel. We've yeah, actually had him on our podcast. He's pretty legit legit he's not uh he's more of a uh, like he does have a dramatic flair but not to the point where i'd be like but i think to, like he's not a skeptic he's more yeah. you know what i mean like yeah, he's well he's he's a he's invested in paranormal for, he's more invested in the science i think than the, than the paranormal like, yeah. he did that for years but he likes to run the more historical aspect of it yes. rather than the paranormal. paranormal so he was quite taken aback after this whole session happened yeah i can imagine so Apparently, this ghost lady, this dark lady, has a tendency to be kind of naughty. Yeah. No, you're right. He's more, that's what I was trying to say. Not dramatic, but the historical storytelling yeah. aspect. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. Yeah. Sorry. So, wow. they, uh, so apparently, this lady, or this lady in dark, we don't know her name. Again, there's no documents on her. Yeah. But apparently, she does not like the renovation. She warned construction workers, specifically this one guy, not to mess with the fire mantles, basically, in 1990s when they were re- reconstructing it. And this lady, the ghost, basically made herself known to a construction worker and said, do not mess around with this. Do not touch anything or cause a flood. The worker went ahead the next day, ignored those fruitions and those tellings by her. And the the pipes all burst and the main floor flooded in the basement. People who've had, sorry, who've ran the various ghost walks there. I've had personal experiences, especially in the basement. I'm going to be posting on our Facebook about the gentleman who led one of the ghost walks, his personal account of the Lady Dark in the vault. So that's why the stories are different. But also I'm going to be talking about the fire mantle because she has seemed to be known at two places, at the vault and then up in the fire mantle. Now the fire mantle is upstairs in the very attic. And that's where people had experiences where it's a large fire mantle and there's a mirror there and people place candles and you can actually almost see like shadows and like shape-shifting a bit wow she'll knock things down as we had i forgot her name on our podcast with daniel things get knocked down people being pushed people being rushed yeah but not just like sounds it's like it's right beside them like they're being physically things are being knocked over now 
also people mm-hmm. have experiences in the stairwell. Okay. There's like back stairwells so you can actually go almost like this, like a, almost like a butler's entrance. Yeah. So you can actually go, that used to have that, or you can go from one set of stairs. And when you go from one set of stairs to go to the attic, that's where people would hear screaming. Oh, dear goodness. People would hear screaming, yeah, and they would hear like almost like a tormented voice. Oh, that's horrible. My, now I'm going to talk about my personal. Why can they never just be like, like a, like a, a ghost that's like, hooray, or like. Or like I said, the like Britney Spears. Happy. Yeah, like that was. 2000, like, or is it yeah. 2007 I'm excited ghost? to see how these new ghosts who are, who know what technology is can deal with this stuff. I know. But, like, yeah, why can't that ever just... Why is it always, like, a horrifying scream or, like, a loud thump? Why can't it ever just be, like, hi, welcome? Okay, well, I think this... Again, and that's why I gave the brief history of, of yeah. this place. Because, apparently, it was said that when it was a YMCA, it was a hell for families, mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of the families. There was a story about a girl that was raped in the stairwell. Oh, dear goodness. Day, she was raped and killed on the stairwell. Oh. So, that's what some of the stories came from that. Okay. So, that's why I gave so much brief history. Because... When I, my personal experience, the attic was creepy, but I didn't feel it too much. I think there's just too many people there at the mm-hmm. time to really experience or feel anything. The vault was kind of creepy because you can only go a few at a time. That was creepy. I'm also claustrophobic. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. But the most experience that stuck to me to this day, and I think is profound experience on me, mm-hmm. is that when we went for the first time for the ghost walk was great. They had the equipment out pendulums, EMF detectors. It was great. They had all these gamut of toys you can use. They opened up and said, yes, you know, get tapping with your inner ghost investigators, which is awesome. And it's very welcome and open space. And uh, basically, when we first got there, I thought it was cool. And then I started to use a pendulum. This is when I first started into the paranormal. This is going back 2004, Okay, I would say, 2005. And I got to use the pendulum and I was asking various questions like, who's here? Is anybody with me? And I remember it was swinging. Yes. Cause we had the planche, uh, the, not a planche, it was like the pendulum and the little disc basically had the letters almost like a Ouija board and had yes and no. And I was swinging and I asked, is there anybody here? And it swing. Yes. I asked, are you a little girl? No. Are you a little boy? Yes. And I kept asking a question. I kept saying, yes. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. did you die here? Yes. And I went to the one room. It was with Karen and I. We went to one room. And I swing and I said, did you die in this room? It said, no. Then we walked across the room. The other one, I said, did you die in this room? It said, yes. So it just felt like I just, yeah. it was interesting. Like, it just like this, like, automatic like, responses again. And that's psychosomatic. Anybody think, well, yeah, pendulums. Anybody can write off pendulums. Yeah. You know, people think it's a bunch of hogwash or like that's a bunch of bullshit, whatever it is. That's just probably your imagination. But the interesting thing is I kept feeling something like a strong presence, right? I'm like, okay, this is, and I kept asking Karen. I said, I'm like, do you feel this? And she said, yeah, this is just like this really strong presence. People are just being a bit silly. I wasn't taking it too serious, but I'm like, okay, this is fun. First time doing this. But this presence kept the feeling stronger and like the pendulum kept the like answering these questions like right away. And so I finally went and asked a medium there. Yeah. And I asked her, like, you know the history of this place. I'm like, I'm like, I know it was a school once upon a time. Did a little anybody die here? A little boy. She goes, actually, he did. And she looked at me. She goes, actually, a little boy did die here. And she walked into the room where we got yes, uh-huh. where he died. And apparently, it used to be a large map. And he used to love staying in school. This oh, little boy, no. and yeah, and he was helping his teacher out one day after school. And I don't know how it was a freak accident where he basically got choked to death. 
It was so a map. For you youngins, in the time before projectors, we and whiteboards. What's projectors? Had, you know, kids don't even know that anymore. Right? We had chalkboards, which usually black or green. So if we were gonna put slides, Google what they are, or <laughs> video maps. maps. These are maps back maps. in the day. You would have those things like blinds where you'd pull them down and then you tug them down and they'd roll back up really fast. You guys would know these months. Everybody knew like but I'm so sorry, that was so condescending of me. I'm like, go Google it. Go Google it. Go Google it. But this was a map. <laughs> Right, yeah, because it's back they, in the day. They I think have multiple maps. Some schools still have them. Again, because going back to when it was a schoolhouse, right. right? And so I think it was one of the families in YMCA, and I think families lived there. It was mm-hmm. also a schoolhouse. So this little boy got killed there. That's... Oh. And this little boy had seemed to have an attachment to Karen and I. Yeah, well. And then it was the first time ever doing a seance. We actually did the seance, finger touching, you know, mm-hmm. on the table. And we had the most incredible experience where we just, like... Karen's body was pulsating. Wow. Like she was like going back and forth. And I felt like, it felt like I had pressure in my arm. It felt like, because we were touching arms like this. Mm-hmm. It was fine. But I felt like something was like pushing down on my arms. Like something was sitting on my arms. Wow. And this, the medium, there's two mediums came up to us after. And they, they said, I, I have no idea why. Right. But this little boy's attached. She's like, what do you guys do? I said, well, we're teachers. She's like, and they both looked just like, that's why. You're both teachers. You're the teachers here. So he gravitated towards you too. And he hung around with us basically for the evening. This little boy stuck around with us and it freaked out Karen and I, because it was our first time. Completely. Yeah. First time do it. It's like, you know, open kind of like night paranormal, like kind of like ghost using kind of equipment for the first time, but also doing performing a seance like that. And also too. So just forewarning, if you're going to perform, if you're going to get yourself involved in a seance, I do recommend just, do their own great things, man. Like, just, like, ground yourself. If you don't feel comfortable, don't do it. <laughs> As James says, don't, don't smoke Don't up. smoke pot. Yeah. Don't smoke pot. You could, but don't. Don't, don't do it. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. So, I, I'm i just thinking of this. It's a bit off topic. But if any of our, our listeners who are a part of the paranormal groups, if you're, like, when you go in, should you be asking them if they're, if they how they died or if they died there? What if they don't know they're dead? Would it cause some sort of, like, meta- incident i don't know like would they mess with their their psyche yeah i think that well i, I sometimes know. ghosts don't know that they're dead that's what i'm wondering. i've, I've read many with... i've read many stories and I've, I've seen and i've heard very many stories of like i've heard many stories rather yeah. of incidences like that where people have gone to a paranormal like and they don't know they have to tell people they've passed yeah. away but but Anyhow, sorry that was no, no. a random thought of the day but, but but this lady like i said so that okay that is my story yeah. that is my story of just this little boy right but so many of the people who've had experiences have experiences with the dark lady. Right. So there's two different, like, and, said, and then the, the stairwell. Again, the story of a, a young girl being raped and killed. Because, again, I, think about the, all the layers of the different stories and how many things could have happened that we yeah. don't know. Right. That's true. Yeah, you never know. Again, residual hauntings. Talk about residual mm-hmm. again because it had so many different places and different houses. Right, like this building was a home to so many people and for so many companies. It has a residual. It's got to have residual yeah. of so many people and emotions and, yeah. and like feelings. Right, and again, it just transits. It's just it's it's just a it's a hotbed. It is a hot. It is this amazing building. It's it's unfortunate that they no longer open any ghost haunts or uh, yeah. public ghost walks to each his own it's respecting it but it's just a shame that they they can't do it anymore yeah. so i That's have this personal you know love for this place because yeah. of my first personal we should, experience we should ask uh, oh 
oh my gosh, my name's gone out the one his name. Daniel? Yeah. If well, Daniel they, told us why they, if they told him why they shut down. I think because they just want to have it now seen. It. They want to be known as an art center. They don't want to be associated with oh, the paranormal. I was some for something juicy, like a liability issue. Well, who knows? It could have <laughs> been a liability issue. <laughs> but like, just touch me. I'm going to sue. But but when the ghost walks did come, you know, mm-hmm. did open events there, and they did host these different events, they were totally respectful. Again, yeah, they that's gave, a huge thing. You need to be respectful you, for sure. You do. You're going to somebody's house. You want to be respectful, especially dead or alive. Right. Especially if it is paranormal and there's a lot of ghosts there, you want to be respectful. Err on the side of cautions, my friend. So apparently, listen to this. Though the lady in dark does not like to be referred as the lady in dark. It said that she um, is documented that lady dark does not like the poem, mm-hmm. nor does she like being referred to as a lady, a dark lady. So it's just how people have associated with her or just... Not vilified her. I don't think it vilified her, but I think just like if it's a true that this young girl was killed yeah. by the hands of her lover and was disposed in such a disparate yeah, fucking way. Excuse my French. No, but that's horrible. It's horrible. It is horrible. And it just I just get angry just that you know, this male who's older took advantage of a young girl. Yes. Yeah, after like being raped right? by another guy and their family sent her. To get away from it and just to, to die it's in the hands of another jerk. So I have no respect. I If it, there is a ghost there, yeah, I just I really hope her. she buys peace. And so does a little boy. Yeah. But yeah, so anyhow, I'm just like, I'm a, I've always, I'm always going to have a love for the Customs House. Yeah. It's just, it's a beautiful it's building. It's got so much history. It's got so much of our history, the Canadian history. Yeah. And like I said, this tapestry of different history. And it's got this tapestry of all the cool things that was. Yeah. And it still is. So, yeah, that is the cousin's house. So, hopefully, I didn't go weird. too long there. I know it's a long story, but no, I can go on through it. So you can and on and on sure. because there's just so much here. So, Daniel and any of our friends and our paranormal secret friends, if you have been out of anywhere, listeners have been to the cousin's house, and if you're if you had your own experience, either with the dark lady, the child, the fire mantle, like I said, the fire mantle, or the vault where people get those feelings. Of people being touched, being pushed. That's what they said. That's what they said. People feel like it's being rushed. See, I don't I don't like that from, from alive people. I don't think I'd like that from dead people. Okay, so I know I'm, I'm supposed to be finishing up here, but this is what I want to know though. Like this is what I personally want to know. It's like if it is this different, if it is this dark spirit mm-hmm. or this dark lady, is it really her or is it somebody else? Is it something else that's coming as a dark lady? And if this girl yeah. who's vilified, who's basically who's tormented. Is now being labeled as this dark lady, and as like I said, this poem is like yeah. depicting her as this demon. So I don't know. So there, yeah, just so much I can go on this story for sure. For sure, it's a lot to unpack. So I'm going to post the poem, and I'm going to post the picture of the cousin's house, and I want you guys to just check it out. Yeah, so. See what you think. Mm-hmm. Get, get your vibes from it. Get your vibes. Get your vibes on. Get your ghosty vibes on. Go and get your vaseline on. Isn't that some Drake song? I don't know. Drake has a whole bunch of songs. <laughs> He's so getting popular with the info. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's all, I love him, but all, that's all I hear. Yeah. I'm, I'm old, though. I'm like... Nah. I'm old. <laughs> no. I can... There's a love-hate relationship. With I can appreciate uh, vibe. Drake. I, I like some of his stuff. Some of his stuff's pretty good. Yeah. No, there is. Like, it's catchy. Yeah. And he is our Toronto boy, so we got to represent that. we got to be proud of that. Started from Degrassi, now I'm here. Started as wheels. 
Now I'm Drake. <laughs> so we do a follow Boy concert, and they had like this fake marquee, and it said featuring Wheelchair Jimmy instead of featuring Drake. Wheelchair Jimmy! <laughs> oh my gosh, there's actually a funny poster. We probably shouldn't laugh about that. If anyone watched Degrassi, you know it's because he got shot, so that wasn't cool. But yeah, but it's Drake though. Uh, we're not making he, fun. He turned out okay. He turned yeah, out okay. exactly. I I just laugh because there's actually an old poster. Yeah. When I guess he's doing like his like picture days or modeling days, yeah. and it's a picture of him. I think I'm not sure if it's wheels. Okay. Or but it's in the it's in their school library. They used to have it of no. him reading a book. <laughs> no way. That's amazing. So it's like those like promotional like you know books like Scholastics. <laughs> I love it. So before we go, we actually got our email. First email. Woo! On um, Ask Our Magic 8-Ball. Yes! So the question, and I love this, comes from Sarah. Hi, Sarah. In England. Ooh. The land of the fancy. And the queen. <laughs> and finger sandwiches. And hello. And little tiny hats. <laughs> and fascinators. This is what happens when you work all day or when you have, like, little sleep people. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Sorry. So, continue on. So, yeah. I like your British voice. My one lame British accent. So, your British voice. Your British accent. Um, (laughs) British voice. Your British voice. I said the tiny hats as fascinators. I'm just thinking something like Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. Tiny hats. It's true. It's on the Tiny sandwiches. I do love the tiny sandwiches. I'm not going to lie. I love high tea more than I love high tea. Sandwiches. Okay. okay, so the question asks, oh, Magic 8-Ball, can I trust you to tell me the truth? Oh, oh, that's, oh. So let's see, we're shaking that's it. Beth, great. actually, oh, I'll shake it. Beth is going to shake it. Oh, I love the sound effects. <laughs> no, <laughs> sound <laughs> effects. <laughs> no sound effects needed. All right, it says, concentrate and ask again. Oh, and you always goof off. <laughs> no, it's okay, sir. It was in you. It was Beth. Sorry, it was me. Okay. Ask again later. Okay. It doesn't like me, Grace. Okay. It doesn't like me in the Magic 8-Ball. Okay. So, uh, ask again later. So we're going to ask again later. We'll ask again Legit. later. Okay. But here's my thing with that one. How will we know? Because if it's a liar, it'll lie and say it does tell the truth. And if it tells the truth, it'll still say it tells Damn the it. Truth. Now it's like a rabbit hole. Now I have to shake. <laughs> okay. Here it goes. Here we go. Uh, cannot predict now. You know what? This is uncanny because we've never had that many in a row with that. Okay, so I'm putting this match gate ball because I think it doesn't want to. Nope. No. Do we have any facts we need to share? With <gasps> oh my gosh! I forgot! <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what their voice was! <laughs> well, we already did some about Jimmy from Degrassi. Oh my gosh. Okay. And now for some random Canadian facts. So, random Canadian facts. I'm waiting for Beth to do it. She wants to do it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is interesting. Um, I really want to. I don't. <laughs> It's in my head. I do it in my head. We have we have an awesome voiceover guy now. Yeah. We actually got somebody professional to do it for us. Moving on up. What? I feel like we're like big girls now. So the residents of Church Hall, Manitoba, leave their car doors unlocked to offer an escape for people who might encounter a polar bear on their daily trek. Or just round, walking about. I can so see that. Well, I know this personally. My friend yeah. that used to live there in Churchill. He, Jay used to live in Churchill, Manitoba. Yeah, he told me many stories of people, like, wild. his door, he would come home from work, and his door, front door entrance would be blocked because there's a polar bear. Oh, my god! Then in front of it. Best is one time he sent me a picture of a polar bear right outside his window, his bedroom window. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, they, I, so, I'm not too sure, but they said there once upon a time, I again, I 
may just be making this up, but I did, I thought I heard that they said there was more polar, polar bears. bears than humans. I can well not anymore, but I can see that back in the day. Yep. Yep. Legit. Um, but they're warm. so cute though. They are adorable. Except um, when you see them all emancipated. Uh not emancipated. That means you we're emancipated. <laughs> what? <laughs> when they, well, they're leaving their parents. Exactly. <laughs> oh, when they're skin and bone. Oh, um, emaciated. That's the one. Yeah. It's a big word. <laughs> big words are hard today. Big words are really hard today. Especially your brains are tired. Yeah. And this one is awesome. And I thought you would appreciate this. Oh, I'm so excited. This so, Canada has the world's smallest jail. Of course we do. Because <laughs> we consume the most donuts. And the most mac and cheese. That's true. Why not have the world's smallest jail? Of course. <laughs> yeah. So apparently this little tiny jail okay. is in Rodney, Ontario. And it's only 24.3 square meters or 270 square feet. That's tiny. Is that for like the cell or the That's whole a jail? jail. That's the jail. Wow. That's... <laughs> I can't... I can't... Okay. I know, Beth's brain is scoring. My brain's good. I was like, you'd have, like, one drunk person in there, and that's about it. It's probably, Maybe it probably has, like, a, a like a little bed. That's or like I'm a, thinking, yeah. A cot. And, then, yeah. and, like, a little, I don't know. Or something. And then somebody who's, like, I'm thinking of Barney Fife from, like, the Andy Berry show, just kind of sitting behind. Yeah. And she's just, like, <laughs> hanging out. Come hanging out. out, exactly. Drinking coffee. <laughs> eating pie. In Rodney, Ontario. Well, I'll be. Uh, yeah, I'll be. So, yeah, that's the um, random fact. So, I thought you appreciate that, that one. That was a good one. Yeah. Not only did I learn there is, we have the world's smallest jail, I also learned we have a place called Rodney, Ontario. Yeah. And also that there was a macaroni factory, not a pasta. A macaroni. macaroni. Very specific. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't dare straighten them out. When I was, like, one of the machines broken, you just, like, put out straight tubes instead of the curved ones. When I'm like, oh, chaos. dang it, I forgot to change the tubes again. <laughs> chaos ensues. It's like just making like large pasta straws. Yeah. Mmm. Pasta straws. That'd be good. Now I'm hungry too. I know. I really want to do so. So we're off to go eat apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I will stop talking now. No. Happy episode 13. Happy episode 13, people. Woo. Woo. Happy belated Valentine's and family day. Yes. And present day. Do we miss day. any other holidays in there? Galentine's Day. Galentine's Day. Which apparently is a thing now. Uh, Galentine's Day is anytime. Right? I just, happy 50% off chocolate day. Yep. So um, stay yeah. tuned for episode 14. We actually have Paranormal Seekers. It's going to be, they are amazing. Yeah. And so it's actually pretty cool because while we were broadcasting, there was a paranormal event that actually happened, which is pretty cool. So we actually hopefully got that on the recording. We're trying to listen to that. But yeah, so do listen. Again, okay. guys, go on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Insta. Uh, Insta. Uh, please like us and review us on iTunes. Yes, please. Please do. Please do. Just click. Just a star. Yeah. One star. It takes two seconds. It'll be your good deed for the day. And Beth will come over and make you some macaroni if you do. Or, oh, oh or you can send in your request for sound effects. <gasps> sound effects by Beth. Oh, I like that. I, 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 can, I can do a whole bunch. I can do She it. can, people. She is a lady of many talents, <laughs> this lady. Lady of many talents. I, on the oh. other hand, will just sit there and boil pasta for you, <laughs> and I'll make you macaroni. Sounds like a good date night. Pasta <gasps> dinner, impersonations. Yes, there we go. It's good like date night. it's like those they have the celebrities that win a date, you know, oh, yes, for different yeah, charities. Theories. That's what you and I can do. It's <laughs> a, it's like you know, date Beth and Grace. 
Grace will make you pass the salad and Beth will make cheesy sound effects and sing you lines from Hamilton. Yep. And we'll, and we'll do sound effects and, and a soundtrack to your daily life. So we'll follow you all day. Oh. We'll follow you all day. Oh, you feel like you're in the Truman Show. <gasps> yes, but with macaroni. And theme music. And theme music. And really bad sound effects. So if you do not want this to happen, <laughs> give us five stars and we won't. <laughs> If you don't, we will do it. We're going to just choose a random person and start doing this. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Great way to get sued. I love it. <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh... so, yeah. So, please do listen for episode 14 that's coming out in a few weeks mm-hmm. where we have our lovely lady friends. Lovely lady friends. Our lo- You're really into the alliteration today. I'm digging it. Lovely lady friends. Lady. We have our lovely ghost paranormal group, Paranormal Seekers. They will be our guests on episode 14. So do listen for that. And like I said, do like, review us, click One Good Deed on iTunes and Patreon as well. We changed the tiers. So. so take care, people, and we will see you next time. Keep spooky. Bye.